What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 594th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I was confused there by the fa-la-la that Greg started out with. It's the holidays! (laughs) It is. Sure is. I'm wearing a sweater for it because it's cold out and now it's, it's, people have lights up. I don't know. I'm excited for the DLC, which is in less than two weeks. Which is wild. It sounded so convincing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to wait. Way. I am excited for the DLC. That is genuine. I just am trying to weigh how much I, disappointment I want to convey about Pokemon Go, but we'll get to that. Mm. Oh, you didn't know. We got, we got a lot. That's, <laughs> we, save your emotions for that section when we get there. We do have a lot of Pokemon Go this week, but we also have Greg this week. Yeah, I'm here. My tree is up. I have my 1999 Pokemon ornaments up, including the original Chonkachu. All of the things. Uh, plus, I got new lights this year that are color changing. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh so it goes through color cycles. Ooh. It's so pretty and fancy. We have a show for y'all today. Uh, we have a lot of Pokemon Go, which is kind of different because for a long time we haven't really been talking that much about go usually like an update here or there but not like huge segments but we do have a lot this this time which is weird because like this is like not their busy season but i think they're trying to like fix that (laughs) it's not weird they just dropped all the news for a full season yeah they do this once two twice three times a year three times a year four four hang on four yeah can i get a five 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 (laughs) anybody get a five can i get a five uh, Unite also dropped a big update as well. Yeah, we'll they get did. To. And we're going to start off with Pokemon Sleep, which I didn't think we'd have anything to talk about sleep, but a small update here. It won Google Play's Best of 2023, which Google has their own. I don't know the other things because I don't have a Android phone, so I don't know what apps over there are getting nominated for stuff. Uh, Apple does this every year, and if you're nominated by Apple for something, usually you're you're like now set up for success because like Apple has now put you in front of millions of people very easily, and Apple has given you their 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 kiss of life or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've been blessed by the Apple gods. Uh, Apple did not bless Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> they did not. Good on them. <laughs> I believe their competition was Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Google has blessed Pokemon Sleep here. Uh, and it says, thank you for playing Pokemon Sleep. Pokemon Sleep has received awards in the following three categories for Google Play's best, which is user's choice in Japan. I don't think Apple countryfies their winners. I don't think so. I think it's a worldwide thing. Uh, cute and casual category in Japan. Take that, Hankai Star Rail. Well, that's not casual. That's a lifestyle. Best <laughs> game for good, which was the U.S. And they said, thank you for your support. As a gesture of our gratitude, you will get one main skill seed, uh, 1,000 sleep points, and five Pokey Biscuits as a thank you for... So I'm you you know I am shocked as somebody who enjoys Pokemon Sleep I know I'm like maybe in a niche audience there but it does seem like the people who have stuck with it more than a month or so have definitely stuck 
with it. I think so, too. I am seeing people who have definitely dropped Pokemon Go over the years who have continued playing Pokemon Sleep, so it is at least keeping some people who are maybe slightly more casual Pokemon players, even though it's... I mean, it, it can be a casual game or it can be an intense game. Greg is the definition of casual when it comes to sleep. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I hit a button and I hit a button and then I look at it and go, cool. I think I think pick, you make pick uh, ingredients for me. I don't care. I think the, you make, the fan does nothing. I'm hitting the screen. <laughs> Tappy tap. Goodbye. I think Hannah makes a good point where with Pokemon Go, you've seen people drop off. But I think part of that is Pokemon Go has so many things going on that even if you step away from Pokemon Go for like six months and you come back, you're just like, I where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> How do and they I just begin? keep adding more stuff. But in Pokemon Sleep, yeah, Greg, you are playing the absolute minimum, and I spent maybe three hours on Monday coming up with the best team I could for the week. So it's you can definitely be very casual, or you can be very not casual. I'm I'm, I'm running almost every Pokemon through a sleep calculator. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm still I still don't believe in that calculator. Oh, I know. I, do. <laughs> I, I believe I believe in the calculator. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot bring myself to care on a game that resets every week. But your Pokemon don't reset. But with me doing basically for no good reason other than it resets. And then I feel like, okay. And then again, this I don't particularly also enjoy the cycle of, oh, if I catch this more, I'll get a better one later. So all the investment that I put in the first one is null and void because I get yeah. a better one that's more optimized later. That's a garbage mechanic and I hate it. Uh, so I can't possibly bring myself to care because there's so many annoying things to me personally about how they run that cycle that I cannot be bothered to care about a calculator. Like, I got EVs, and I'm like, well, I have 17 of them, and technically one will be slightly better. Yes. I don't care. Well, that's... Well, I am just going to have to sleep with one, which is already awkward. them into. <laughs> EVs and then weird. it's like, oh, but today, Snarlax really likes these berries and this type of food for this week. How could I pick that? You couldn't. It's just there. Is there a way to influence? Probably. I don't care. I mean, it just There's sounds just like you don't like roguelikes. I, I don't. Mean, that's I mean, that's all it is. It's just a roguelike. <laughs> there, there is like I, I totally understand why people play randomizers. Not that I, I don't play randomizers, right? Also, like Papa Pikachu would get very mad at me that I would be downloading mm -hmm. some illegal ROM and wh whatever, whatever, whatever. But there is that like randomness that people find refreshing like i love this so much but i can go in every week and it's different and i i do think that's what appeals to me in pokemon sleep is like if snorlax didn't constantly change its berries or whatever then i would have no incentive to change my team or care about getting a pokemon that would be used like right now snorlax has never accepted whatever mime jr's berry is i don't remember but, like, there will be a day where, like, whatever that berry Mime Jr. has, that Snorlax will eventually, want that berry. <laughs> eventually it will be useful. <laughs> whatever that berry is. I like it. But, yeah, if, you, if you're not, a, like, a roguelike person, I understand. Mm -mm. Let's switch over here to Pokemon Go. We have a lot of Go news. Uh, let's talk about the... 
I guess let's talk about the season first. The uh, season of Timeless Travels. That's what it is. It's got a lot of Hisui and it's got a lot of Kanto. And you know what we're all real tired of right now? <laughs> Kanto! And Sinnoh. Yeah, I mean, this makes sense in the regards of this season overlaps with the Sinnoh tour, which they announced. Maybe would have been better served closer to Legends Arceus, but, you know, <laughs> here we here are. We are. <laughs> they had a they, season relatively well-themed for they Legends. They did a Steve and booked the, the event for the wrong year. We're, we're going to talk about Sinnoh tour and how Sinnoh is one of the most disappointing pokedexes ever uh uh in my <laughs> in my eyes <laughs> but they they are doing hisuian samurai today as we're recording this which lines up with hisuian samurai in scarlet and violet so there is they, they they still do for the most part try to line their games up somewhat together i feel like this one was maybe more of an accident but sure <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I don't, I don't know. She needs pretty much on top of that calendar, though. So, nah, yeah. but here, let's start, let's start with the the features. They they didn't update to roots, so let's start there because this is the first new character they've added to the game since re. Mm-hmm. Mateo, which is a researcher who loves to travel, is on his way to Pokemon Go. He en- his he enjoys collecting, exchanging postcards and gifts from all over the world. He's excited to meet you at the end of your journey on a route. As you end near on a route, Mateo will be waiting for you with some gifts that he's collected. Talk to Mateo to begin a gift exchange. Choose which of Mateo's gifts ex- gifts to exchange from a route endpoint, the route start point, or a nearby Pokestop. Add a sticker to to the gift if you would like, and then get ready to receive a new uh, memento. From another trainer, don't forget to add the postcard to your postcard book to expand your collection to get the forms of Vivian. You can do this once a day with Mateo. That's kind of it. Yep, that's kind of it. It's, it's another thing to do. Uh, you, you can open your 20 gifts. You can spin your stop. You can catch your Pokemon. You can get your free item from the store. You can do your one lucky trade. You can do your route. You can visit Mateo. You can... <laughs> It's just like, it's not a bad thing. It's just another thing they're adding on to the tons of things you can do in Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's good for people who didn't add other trainers specifically to complete the Vivian decks, because this is going to be one easier way to do that. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Maybe they'll do more stuff, Mateo, in the future. I don't, again, I don't think it's bad. It probably definitely benefits people who are not in, like, a big city or people who don't live online or are in, like, a Discord group or a friend group where they can exchange gifts. Like, I don't see really any negatives to it. It's not like they're adding Mateo but removing Lucky Friends. Like, like there's real no negative here. Uh, The only negative I think that exists is Pokemon Go is approaching the event horizon of there are so many things in the game that people who are more casual or trying to pick up for the first time can easily get completely lost in what's going on in I'm this game. I'm surprised you think it's still approaching that. I have I think, talked to so many people who don't understand Pokemon Go anymore when they start playing it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for some people we are there. 
but I think like this is there is definitely a point where they have to add in so many things at the beginning and trainer tips and hey, 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 that the game for a lot of people becomes an immediate like I can't read all of this and I'm I am no longer interested. I don't know that we're there yet for a majority of people, but I think they are definitely pivoting away from being an easy and accessible game to able to keep their core audience happy. So I think we are sort of at a balance point of they're just going to keep adding things. And I think while for people who love the game, that is always going to be a value add. I think we're very close to the point where they're adding things for anybody new joining. It is a big detractor. Um, routes aren't great. Like they aren't <laughs> like it's not a great feature. The routes that I run into aren't technically wonderful either. So like this is adding a thing to sort of a bad thing that exists to make it slightly better, but also explaining routes to people and their benefit is also somewhat difficult to do. The thing I think about with routes, why I, I do tend to agree with Greg here, is when you go to Mall of America, I mean, we've brought this up before, and you go to open up routes, there are eight plus routes that are all the same, which is walk in the giant circle that is Mall of America, which in itself is not a bad concept. You're going to be, it takes up, you know, for, I, we, I took a friend to Mall of America for the first time, and it took us almost two hours to get through that circle. Because we were stopping at stores, like we, they were like, "Oh my gosh, like I want to go here." But like when Greg and I are at Mall America, we can get through that circle in like fifteen minutes because we're not. Oh heck yeah, we're just walking. We're, we we have no desire to shop or or look around. So like the the circle route in Mall of America makes complete sense. But there's eight of them. But there's and eight of them. When you're a casual person or like, oh, what is this new route feature? And you're you're presented with eight different routes. Which which one do I pick? Does it matter? Should it matter? Why are there so many? Does one give me more? Like, I know the answers to all these questions. Like, no, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. No, it doesn't <laughs> no, matter. But one doesn't don't give you better that. rewards. And my hope is that maybe eventually they will be able to check for routes that have 90% of the route be the exact same space and the exact same path and then rely on those ratings they've been asking everyone for to maybe try and grab the best one. Because sometimes a start and stop point can be better than another start and stop point for one that is essentially the same route. They let go 230 people. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I remember there was uh, Niantic invited a bunch of content creators out to Seattle. Very last minute. I was not invited. <laughs> sometimes they invite me to stuff. Sometimes they don't. I don't know the rhyme or reason why they invited the creators they did. I, I don't I don't know. But they all they all said the same thing, right? We can't talk about it. Can't talk about what Niantic showed it, showed us, but they showed us some exciting things. I, I, I'm in a lot of meetings with Niantic. I, I don't know if anything they've ever said has been particularly exciting. Uh <laughs> anything? But no, no, not really. Like, like I feel like the things that Niantic has has launched or shown have been like, yeah, duh, yeah. Why, why would, why would you like, like even, even they, they, I like routes came from Ingress. So even when I think I heard about routes early, 
which I, I don't even remember. I was like, oh, you're just pulling that from Ingress. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like that's no, there's nothing. There's no surprise there. Like that makes right. sense that a thing that works in your other game, you are putting in this game. Like, OK, totally makes sense. Um, like, I don't know what Niantic could do to surprise me at this point, even if they were like, we're introducing a, a, a monthly membership for $10 a month and you <laughs> get like, n- again, not surprising. That would be a surprise. They could do the same thing they did with the Mega System and update things that already exist to make them better and more stable. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I guess revamping the Mega System was a surprise. Yeah, because like they actually did did it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like I I think about that meeting, which gosh I felt like was at the beginning of this year. It was it was mm-hmm. I, I yeah. definitely after Hoenn Fest, but like before. Go fest, I think. Mm-hmm. And like, what did they show? Like, if if you think about what, uh, like, I you, the, somebody's like, Steve, why don't you just ask them? Like, I understand that they probably signed a separate NDA that I didn't sign. So like, even though like Niantic does tell me things early, they like, I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I'm not like the police. Like, I uh, but but I can sit here and speculate. Like, what could po- Niantic possibly have shown these? select creators to get them excited for those creators to go on make a youtube video of like niantic showed me some exciting things trainers don't be discouraged i don't think any of them reacted quite that positively maybe we're remembering it differently but i'm not sure any of them actually said they were excited (laughs) they said it was cool yeah, but what um, was cool? Team Rocket either raids? Either party play or routes would be my guess. So yeah, so the, the only things I can think of is Team Rocket raids, party play, and routes. They're fine. I don't... I think, like, I think party play was probably the thing that maybe they got excited, would generate the most, oh, that's cool, because it is a pretty decent feature. Uh, I think routes on paper sounds good i think both put into practice are very different than what it sounds like on paper right like you can really talk something up uh be like oh it's gonna be these and and let leave enough to the imagination that people who love these series will fill that in with whatever they're excited about and then the reality hits and it does not live up to any of that right I can imagine that a lot of that was the initial, like, here's some screen grabs, here's how it's going to work, here's the features that we want, and then implementation was vastly different than what was presented. That is pretty common across most business things. And I do think of the things they introduced, probably the most effective was party play because it adds a feature that should have always really have been there. In a game that it portrays itself as you out playing with your community and with your friends, there should have been always sort of a way for you to get into the same game together sure. and get some benefit from that. Uh, that was just like left out. I think routes on paper with the assumption, I think I don't think it would have been a far, hard assumption to assume that Niantic would have launched with things that they made or curated ones. And they didn't. Right. Like they relied on a community that has a vested interest to make it the the fastest, cheapest way to get the reward at the end. Yeah. And the routes reflect that. You, you, I like, I totally get the community, like Niantic lost 240 people, even if they dedicated 200 people to routes, which is a lot, like they don't 
they no one lives in Jackson, Wisconsin. They don't know what the best possible route over there would be. Somebody in that city town would be best at making a route, but when you put the community in charge, they're like, I'm just going to make the shortest thing because I just want the Zygarde thing at the end. I yep. think before they announced that there was the whole Zygarde tie-in, people were making potentially better, longer, more fun routes. And then when the whole Zygarde cell stuff got tied in, that's when people go for the short nearby routes. Yeah, it but even you who a made a big thing. route had a problem getting it approved. Yep. Immediately did. <laughs> immediately I, rejected i i made a route in japan from the train station to the lucky cat shrine it's like a 12 minute walk not try it's not short but like this is the 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 scenic route which it's like the only way to get there you gotta walk through like the small town and then like turn left it is still under review. <laughs> I was in japan <laughs> months ago it is yeah. still under review <laughs> <laughs> they also announced a new ticket starting December 1st. Trainers will be able to purchase a ticket for the Expedition Access in December. Expedition Access includes timed research opportunities and bountiful bonuses. Their words, not mine. That supply trainers with incubators, gift storage, and extra XP. There will be an Expedition egg, eggs, like a, a Pokemon egg. Access ticket available each month in Pokemon Go's Timeless Travels, so you can keep the bonuses going all season long. What that means is, for the next three months, there will be a $5 purchase, or maybe they'll increase the price. Right now, it's $5. So, $15 for this season, if you want to grab these, whatever these... We don't know what the next two are. Each month's expedition will provide new timed research that unlocks at the start of the month. You'll have the end of the month to complete the task, which provides opportunities for XP, Stardust, and... Encounters with Pokemon found in the Hisui region, such as Gibble, <laughs> Togetic, and Hisui and Growlithe. Three vastly rare Pokemon that you can spend $5 to get one encounter with. Trainers are, <laughs> Trainers are free to complete December-timed research and claim their rewards at any point. Trainers may purchase the expedition until December 29th. I don't know why you would purchase it the very last day, but you could. Uh, and skip a lot of rewards. Uh, it's $5. What you get here is you will get one single-use incubator for your first spin a day. That means for $5, you can get 31 single-use incubators, which I, you got to do the math. A normal incubator is what, like a, a dollar? It gives you three. I think you are still technically saving money. Because five incubators would be 15. There you go. So this is getting you 31. You will get three times the uh, XP for your first catch. Three times the XP for your first spin. You can open 50 gifts instead of 20. You can send 150 gifts instead of sending 100. I don't know who that's benefiting. Who is sending no. 100 gifts a day? <laughs> Please, I would like to know your, your name and your address. Who is sending 100 gifts a day? You could, though. Now you can send 150. That's going to take you about six hours a day to do, but you can do that. Uh, and then you can hold 40 gifts in your bag instead of holding 20. This is getting very close to a monthly membership without them saying that. I would just, yep. just, just do it. Just, just do $5 a month and this is what you just, just do it. 
Yeah, I agree. It's getting kind of tiring for the people who will just be buying them each month. Gosh, I would rather pay $10 a month in Pokemon Sleep. At least they, they're like, in three months, you'll get a gracious reward for like, just <laughs> do the monthly membership at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do think if you are somebody who likes incubators, I don't know why you wouldn't buy this. It's technically a better deal than buying incubators. It is. Although I've heard so many people talk about how eggs are one of the worst parts of the game. That, oh, that's yeah. something that I could use a I... revamp. If we're talking about somewhere that it would actually surprise and make people happy to see new things in this game, revamping the egg system. But what do they revamp it to? I mean, the biggest disappointment are the things that hatch from the eggs. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I think eggs, eggs need to be changed to steps like Pikmin. And they need to give you two incubators instead of one. That's all they have to do to revamp it. Because in Pikmin, you get two for free. They're called planters. You get two planters for free. You can buy more planters. You really don't need to. Because when you're when you're when it's when it's step-based and it's like this Pikmin is a thousand steps, this Pikmin is three thousand steps, this is five thousand, this is ten thousand. It's just so much easier in your mind to comprehend. On top of it doesn't feel that bad when you're doing like an a thousand. Because you can be like, I'm going to knock out two of thousands right now because you can, because you get two. And then if they end up being two shelters each, you're like, okay, no big deal. Those were the easiest. Like, there's, it just feels better. When, when you're walking for, what, 10 kilometers and you hatch a, a, a Gumi, you're like, I walked all of this for a Gumi? <laughs> I feel like Gumi is still one of the better ones, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually someone who's been on the fence about whether... I want them to bring Pokemon breeding to Pokemon Go or not, but I feel like as they have more and more Pokemon in the game, and they are able to have fewer, just a smaller percentage of all of those available at any given time, the ability to maybe potentially breed Pokemon and hatch eggs from that becomes more and more useful. If you're looking for a Pokemon that just isn't spawning and hasn't been spawning for months on end, and you want a better one for PvP or something like that, it could be really useful. Yeah. I saw some people say that this $5 sucks because Niantic used to give free incubators around December, which is kind of true. They did. It was always like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas. Like it, yeah. is, it is the days that you're like not incentivized to leave your house because one, nothing is open, and two, you're like supposed to be with family. So like... Maybe there was like four or five days they did that, but it wasn't the whole month. They also still could do that. That's yeah. going to be at the end of the month and has yet to be announced. I think Niantic has realized people like holding 40 gifts. People like like opening a lot of gifts. I, I And when I say that, I think like not the casual person, the hardcore person. Like if you are somebody who is grinding experience, like opening as many gifts as possible to then get that friendship up matters. I do think in a paid membership sense that is an obvious of like you're paying five or ten dollars a month and you get to hold more gifts i think that is just an obvious i do think people being like well there are, used to be you could hold more gifts for free yeah for certain seasons or certain events you could definitely hold more gifts for free it's helpful and it is a good way to get experience but it's also exhausting yeah it's mm -hmm. super time consuming to open a bunch of gifts uh and be like your bag. Oh, I think right now it doesn't say your bag is full. It like just auto converts it to Stardust or something. You can turn that on in settings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like I, I, I don't 
I don't think like you can safely ignore it. Like you, you can pay the five dollars or you can't. I was gifted a ticket, so thank you who gifted me a ticket. I probably would have bought it. I think. Uh, I probably would have bought it honestly because I would I would want the thirty one incubators, but I I'm I'm not going to use a single one of those incubators until the Sino tour, which I guess we can transition to the Sino tour here. This this is this event is. <laughs> <laughs> 75 days away los angeles california from the 17th to the 18th look this has nothing to do with the event this is a separate opinion of mine i hate los angeles <laughs> oh yeah and i know people are like oh, i love los angeles great plenty of opportunities i'm sure uh, yeah, totally it's a big city uh terrible public transportation gridlock traffic everything is super expensive uh, I was talking to another content creator and they're like, yeah, my my like two bedroom apartment is like six thousand dollars a month or whatever in California. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, like, I got a whole house, not even close to that amount of money for that garage, my own yard. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing for an event in February, L.A. will probably have nice weather. That's true. That's true. Greg, but always every- looking at the positive side. The most positive person on this podcast, Greg, <laughs> hitting That's you. That's me, known for my facts. positivity 100% of the time. Otherwise, LA stinks. Let's not talk about how bad LAX is. You want to get out of LAX? It's going to be $100 on an Uber. I mean, unless there's some magic light rail that I don't know exists at LAX that'll get you out of No. There's not. It's California. They've had, uh, there was supposed to be, but a certain somebody uh, killed that. So, for the record, um, I don't think all of California is bad. I would rather go to San Francisco Uh, or San Diego (laughs) any day over LA. Well, I would not want to go to San Diego. San Diego is real bad. Yeah, but Bob Bob is better than San Diego. Diego. That makes it worth it alone. Bob, move. So, LA is a very, very big city. And unlike New York, which is a very big city, L.A. does not have a great A, public transit system, and B, roads. Um, There are too many people, all of who have cars, so it's incredibly difficult to get around. Because L.A. is L.A., it's got generally decent weather. In the wintertime, it's a big tourist season, there is no way to find appropriately priced hotels or transportation or many, many, many other things. I don't I understand from a company why you would pick L.A. Yeah. Like it is a big central location on the West Coast. It's generally uh, uh, people in California can get to it, and know how to get to it. It's. If you want to make a big weekend out of it, Disneyland is right there. Like, there's a lot to do sure, in L.A. Right <laughs> it is. I mean, it's right there. From like, the Rose Bowl to Disneyland, it's like a two-hour drive. At well, least. I mean, okay, compare it to driving it from here. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm just... <laughs> I mean, they at least support getting you to Disneyland easily. Unlike anything, like, you can get to Disneyland real easy from L.A. It is just... A very expensive, expensive city to travel to. It flights 
particularly in winter, are going to be very, very expensive. Staying there is very expensive, and yeah, it's I just can, hard to get around. I can talk about that, because um, I, I booked my stuff. Uh, sometimes Niantic pays for me, sometimes they don't. Maybe they'll pay for me for this trip. I, I'm not holding my breath, because uh, it's very close to the start of the year, and they probably don't have budgets approved. I know this just because like that's literally every company. is like It's, it's really hard to get your yearly budget for whatever travel. Um, they did not pay for me to go to Hoenn tour. They did pay for me to go to South Korea. I'm just saying that as full disclosure, they did eventually pay for my hotel in Osaka. Just again, full disclosure, it only took them like four months to pay for that hotel, but they did pay for that hotel, uh, which is very nice of them. Um, so I booked my flight. It was $480 round trip from MSP to LAX. Not the worst ever. Not the best. It was on average. Um, and then, uh, my hotel which was the hardest part, was $1,400 for five days, uh, which is expensive, uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, st I stayed in Korea for two weeks. I don't think I came close to $1,400 yeah, at all. Yeah, that's twice what I paid for the, the same amount of time, I think, in New York for GoFest. That's a lot for a game. That is a lot to, but to be fair, you know, people spend that much to go see Blink-182 or to go to Disneyland, right? Like, traveling is expensive. I am going to hopefully get to see some parts of Los Angeles that I haven't seen. But the, the, the thing that well, is not <laughs> talked about and like why my hotel was so expensive is the transportation cost. It's yeah. going to cost $100 to get from LAX to Pasadena, which is yeah, this this event is in Pasadena. It is not technically it's in Pasadena. <laughs> like people, people when they see oh, is the Rose Bowl in L.A. Understand, it is not in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles. You are not going to get to West Hollywood or Hollywood or Beverly Hills or Universal because Pasadena is way east of there. <laughs> it's a Pasadena event with the ability to say, hey, you can buy city tickets to go through Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles is not easy to walk either. Also, it's nowhere near any of the beaches because <laughs> it's it's pretty much on the opposite side of a very, very, very big city. Um, but yeah, it, but like it's, this, this, this was the the part of like I picked a hotel in Pasadena, which is like slightly more expensive because Pasadena is a more expensive city. And my thought process is, I spent fourteen hundred dollars for a hotel. Spent $500 on a flight. It's going to take $100 to get to my hotel from the airport. Mm -hmm. $100 to get to the airport. So that's $200 right there. There's nothing close to the Rose Bowl that is, like, walkable. Like, it, it's not like a convention center where, like, oh, I'm staying in Boston for PAX East and my hotel is literally connected to the convention center. Or there's, like, oh, there's, like, a, there's, I can just take the, the subway to the convention center in Boston for, like, two bucks. There, th it doesn't exist. There, unless, again, uh, uh, there's some magic that I'm not missing on the internet. The only way to get to the Rose Bowl is to drive. My hotel yeah. in Pasadena is as pretty close as you can get, and it's a 45-minute walk. I, I'm going to tell you this. Pass it, so from LAX, Pasadena Rose, Rose Bowl is 28 miles away. Disneyland is 34. But it's opposite. <laughs> like, Pasadena is north, Disney opposite south. direction. So both are 
that like when people think like, oh, well, Disneyland isn't anywhere near L.A. Neither is this. <laughs> like, understand <laughs> Pasadena isn't by Los Angeles, like in the same way that Anaheim is technically in Los Angeles. So is Pasadena. Yeah. And <laughs> they both use really, really, really bad highways. The only thing that is easier is technically there is a much more direct route to Disneyland highway wise than there is to Pasadena. You can go to the Rose Bowl one day out of your your uh, thing. So the event is you pick a, either a Saturday or a Sunday for the Rose Bowl. And then you can do your add-ons, your city experience add-ons. So you can, either, if you pick Saturday, you can add on Sunday, but you can also add on Friday as a city-wide experience, which is actually really great. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some people who live in LA that just do all three and then never go to the Rose Bowl and mm -hmm. probably have a great time. <laughs> They're like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out at Santa Monica Beach. I'm just going to play Pokemon Go for three days. I did buy a ticket to the Rose Bowl, but I didn't show up, and I still had a great time. I'm sure that will happen and exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, As an event, I don't think it's bad. Like, I I'm not, like, mad at Niantic for picking LA. I understand why they did. I'm just expressing how, like, if you are considering going and you are not from the California area, it's going to be more expensive like this is this already is is more expensive than las vegas uh like i think my las vegas hotel for the same five days was like 700 dollars. this is already double to be in la and the uber to and from that park which i did complain about at the time there there was no there was no like light rail or any way to get mm -hmm. to that park either your only option was to like walk across the street to subway and then order an uber because that small park parking lot wasn't able to like accommodate everything i guess you could like rent a car but i don't want to i don't want to drive an hour from the airport to my hotel and then figure out how to park a car and then drive it to the rose bowl which would have, it's only a five minute drive a 45 minute walk when i think about books somebody's probably like writing on youtube like just book a hotel farther out but the Uber gets more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, especially in LA. And also, I'm like, if I'm stuck in the city for five days, like downtown Pasadena actually has a lot of things to do. And I remember when I flew to St. Louis for a community day, which Niantic did pay for that experience as well. Um, that was when Niantic was like, we want you to go to cities that have community ambassadors and i was like okay i guess i'll go to st louis then if you're paying for it the one that when i went to st louis and i got rained out i did pick a relatively i picked a, a a hotel next to the airport and there was nothing around it also i don't like st louis i i, I st louis is one of the worst cities i've ever been to but like for the, all the people that are like just pick a hotel farther away like you know what sucks <laughs> is walking out of your hotel and just seeing parking lots around you. It is not a great way to experience a new city. Also, like, you ever walk out of your hotel at 7 p.m. and like, I want something to eat. Gotta take an Uber. Gotta take an Uber back. Like, it is nice to walk out of your hotel and be like, oh, there's like 20 restaurants here to pick from. Oh, there's a bunch of stores. Oh, there's actually pokey stops here that I can do. Like, there, there is a bit of value and being like, this hotel's like fifty more dollars a night, but I'm also around civilization. <laughs> you have to balance what you are paying for in travel costs versus opportunity costs, right? Like, yeah, I can get a cheaper hotel, but is it really cheaper if I have to spend LA travel prices 
to get to something just even the ba- most basic things like i have to pay a car to get me to a restaurant to eat because i don't have food or a kitchen in my hotel and i really thought they had figured out some of this after vegas last year because at gofest it was fantastic and i guess we can just chalk that up to new york having better transportation oh it, yeah, there were three in 100% new york I mean, has better yes. transportation than they were like, but it wasn't just relying on public transportation either they had shuttles to get there they had a ferry to get there they were advertising different ways and explaining different ways on how to get to the event to be and fair i don't think the, the, the ferry was free but they did have that option yeah um yeah i i i don't know what a pokemon but that, go I mean, of- again that's a different culture of New York. New Yorker lives on public transportation and people actively avoid cars, whereas L.A., it is cars, 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 cars. Yeah. And it's a car culture in California. It's a car. It is just a car city. Um, not that you can get anywhere, because I will tell you this. The one time the last time I was in L.A. that I had a car to get across L.A. at one in the morning was a two-hour trip because the traffic doesn't ever stop. It took us two hours in bumper-to-bumper traffic at 1 a.m. to get from where my cousins lived to our hotel. Yep. I have heard people reference that saying that it's easier to hop on a plane and get somewhere than it is to get from one side of L.A. to another. It is absolutely correct. Before we go into what you are actually paying for at the event, I think I think our our L.A. whatever, like, again, I, I understand why they picked L.A. I totally get oh, yeah. it. I'm I, I, the only reason I brought up the difficulties of L.A. is because there are some people who have never been. And I don't like I just want to lay it out that it's probably gonna be a little more expensive. Transportation kind of sucks here. I already know that there are come some people from Slack that are coming overseas. Just I just want to lay that out there that like L.A.'s. A little difficult. It's, it's a I lot I hope they have difficult. food worked out at the event. I hope they have food worked out. Also, if you're listening and there's a restaurant you like in Pasadena, please let me know. I, would <laughs> I have no, I've never been to Pasadena. So anyways, when we get back, we're actually going to talk about the Pokemon aspect of this go tour and then we'll finish the rest of the show. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, no hidden fees, so you can count on a great value week after week. Plus, you only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Pre-portioned ingredients are shipped right to your door so you can spend less time meal prepping and more time playing Pokemon. Doing those EV raids. Have you been to a restaurant lately? They're expensive. Every Plate's meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast casual meal, so you can save money. You can get spicy chicken, you can get hamburgers, you can get tacos, you can get macaroni and cheese. One of my favorites from Every Plate. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. But I put a little pepper on my macaroni. I don't know if you guys do. I do. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, you are bound to find something you love. So get started with Every Plate. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49SUPEREFFECTIVE. Once again, that is everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49SUPEREFFECTIVE to 
get started with every plate. Hey, thanks for making it this far into the show. If you like listening to us every week and you don't like ads, you can actually get rid of the ads by supporting us one of two ways. The first way is through Apple Podcasts. You can start a free two-week trial and see if you like the ad-free episodes. On top of that, you get our bonus episodes as part of that package. You can do that right inside the Apple Podcast app. The other way to support us is by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And for $5 a month, you can remove the ads from the episode. You can get bonus episodes. You can get access to our Slack. You can get a Christmas card. The holidays are coming up and a bunch more. So if you would like to support the show, remove ads, get more of the show, you can support us in Apple Podcasts or by going to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. And we are back from our break. Okay, what does Go Fest or Go Tour Sino get you? Go Tour Sino. Sino Tour Sino. Yes, Go Tour Sino. No, that's actually (laughs) Sino Tour. You're going to get a new Masterwork research. Uh, That is going to get you an encounter with Shiny Shaman. A ticket for Masterwork with Shiny Shaman will be available for purchase globally. The global Masterwork research will be more challenging than Los Angeles counterpart art. Stay tuned for details. They did the same thing with Jirachi. I think for like a good example with Jirachi is like if you went to Vegas, you only had to find five Kekleons. If you didn't, you had to find 10, which may be the most challenging thing. I finished that last month. Dialga and Palkia will be appearing in raids. I thought this would be the opportunity for them to do origin form. It might still be. Your if your season is based on Legends Arceus and you're doing yeah. Sinnoh tour, like yeah. this is kind of your opportunity to do the origin forms here because uh I don't think we're getting a sequel to <laughs> Sinnoh anytime soon. <laughs> like this is this is kind of where yes. you pull the trigger on that, right? So Game. either the origin forms are coming before this event or they are coming as a surprise. Yeah, I I I would assume origin form. At least well, I don't know, they could do it globally, but that feels like kind of a kick in the knee, shin, what do people say, to the Vegas or the Los Angeles people? Sure, kick in the shin. Yeah. One of those. Here's where the tour falls apart for me. So they'll say special Pokemon appear in the wild for the Entangled Ruins. You have Pikachu wearing a Dawn hat. You have Tangela. All right, well, that's not Sinnoh. You have Eevee. Uh, that's that's not Sinnoh. You have Mistrevis, also not Sinnoh. <laughs> then you have Nosepass, Roselia, Duskull. We're still not into Sinnoh yet, but hold on. <laughs> then we get Tur- Turtwig. Cricketot, Plant, Cloak, Burmy, Combi, Cherubi, and Bronzer. Half the Pokemon I just named for the Sinnoh Go Tour are not Sinnoh Pokemon. Now, I know, like, eventually, like, yes, Eevee evolves into Leafeon. Yes, Mr. Eevee evolves into Miss Magius. But there is something that kind of takes away from that. And I, that's this isn't Niantic's fault. <laughs> 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 I mean... 
for the record, they didn't make the Pokedex. You know, I know everyone's mad at Gengar Shiny. Niantic did not make Gengar Shiny. You know, let's get that out there. But I, I do think, you know, when you're paying for an experience like this, and I do understand that Kanto and Johto were during COVID, and so they were, they couldn't do like an in-person event. Would Niantic prefer to do an in-person event? Yeah, of course. Like, they, they love their in-person events. It makes them a ton of money. They are a very, like, in-person company. Whatever. There is something about having, like, all 150 Pokemon are spawning in the wild, complete your entire Pokedex. And then with Kanto, it was like, or Johto, it's like 100 Pokemon. And yes, I know some of those were based off whatever. And then when you get to Hoenn, it's like, what, like 130 Pokemon, I think, for Hoenn? With Sinnoh, it's like seven like 80 at most yeah, yeah. like it's, it's not a lot like the pokedex is really really weak and again that's not niantic's fault they didn't invent Sinnoh. it's just a weaker pokedex in your in your seaside you have pikachu wearing dawn hat magnemite porygon routes like we're already getting like a porygon community deck. again uh piplup starly bidoof like no one wants another shiny starly in their entire life but it's coming back Trash Cloak Burmy, Weasel, East Sea Shellos, East West Sea Shellos. Here, I'll say both of them so no one gets mad. Drifloon, Glamio, <laughs> Finneon. Uh, and then you have your Bubbling Mire, which is Pikachu wearing a Lucas hat. Apom, Yanma, Gligar, Shinx. No one ever needs another Shinx in their life. Craniados, Shieldon, Sand Cloak Burmy, Stunky, which is the only Pokemon here that couldn't be shiny until now. <laughs> Gibble, Hippopotas, Skorupi, and Krogunk. And then in the hot mountain spring, you got Pikachu, you got Lickitung, Rhyhorn, Magmar, Eevee, Togetic, Murkrow, Sneasel, Swinub, Snowrunt, Chimchar, Buneri, and Snover. The other thing I want to point out is, I don't know, you can blame Niantic if you want. A lot of these Pokemon have had community days or have had mm-hmm. some sort of event around them so you're you're taking two things you're taking the already very weak pokedex that is Sinnoh, and you're taking a lot of these pokemon have been featured before and you're trying to apply that experience to the last three hoen johto kanto and it's just like hmm <laughs> it's like sad face <laughs> And the tour events have been getting weaker each time. Although I, yeah. I do think it sounded like the in-person ones are better than the worldwide ones. I had a great time at Vegas, honestly. I know there was the... I t- Like, look, I know that like almost everyone complaining about Vegas weren't actually there. And they just read like some Twitter post and they got angry because they wanted a reason to get angry at Niantic. But like, once they fixed... The cell phone towers, it was it was fine. It was like actually a great event. Like finding the Kecleon spawns, like the park, like the habitat. Like it was good. It was fine. Um once you got past the dirt pile, that was the park. Yeah, what once well, actually the whole event fell apart once I wasn't allowed to climb on the giant dirt pile. Once they put security on the top of that dirt pile, that event fell apart. No one was talking about that. I had amazing cell phone service on the top of that giant dirt pile. Uh, unknown is going to spawn. It's going to spell Sinnoh. Uh, in the eggs, uh, it's the baby Pokemon. 5k eggs will have Stunky. 10k eggs will have Pachirisu, Chatot, Carvine. Mesprit, Azelf, and Uxi are going to spawn in the wild like Latios Latias did. Uh, there's going to be Sinnoh snapshots. They said there will be 
special spirit tomb pokey stops scattered across Los Angeles and Orange County. 108 special pokey stops scattered across. You spend 10 of them to get a spirit tomb. Oh, I read that wrong. Got it. That's why we have Hannah on the show. So that makes it seem like almost all of Los Angeles will have be playable. It seems like Spirit Tomb is going to be the thing that makes this the most exciting for people who are looking for exciting things in game for this event. The problem is I'm not sure any of the Spirit Tomb stuff is actually going to be in the Rose Bowl Stadium and that's oh. only going to be in the city experience. Mhm. Probably. No no <laughs> no signs of Arceus, no signs of Manaphy, no signs of Fione. Uh they're just missing. Mm. we've got the rest of the season for that one would hope <laughs> that maybe maybe if they do end up in go those would be available worldwide i i think i i try to like i don't want to like i, I do hate personally coming on the show and like dragging pokemon related things um it's like not my intention but when you're spending so much money to go to LA, that's why we started the conversation with the cost of LA. And mm-hmm. then you look at this event compared to past events, you're just like, do I want to travel for this? And it's a hard question to answer. Um, obviously, if you live in LA, this, this sounds awesome for you. Like, this sounds like, oh, I just a simple day trip to the Rose Bowl. Uh, and then I can explore my city and do that. So I think of like, how do you make this event better? And I, I just feel like, why don't you just stick a bunch of Hisuian Pokemon there? It fits the theme. Yeah. The, the thing that like, I look at like Porygon, and I look at Eevee and I look at, well, I'm actually excited for Pikachu wearing a hat, uh, but I, <laughs> I look at these older Pokemon and I, and I just kind of like roll my eyes and it's like, why isn't Hisuian Growlithe spawning? Why isn't Hisuian Sneasel here? Why don't I get an encounter with like an Overquill? Like they are Pokemon from Sinnoh. They're just an older Sinnoh called the Hisui region. Unless there was some like weird time zone thing I missed in Legend of Arceus. Like you are catching those Pokemon in like in and around Mount Cornet. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. They could do, they could introduce a new feature specifically for this event. I know they're not going to. That is. Something like the opposite version of the space-time distortions where all of the Hisui Pokemon appear in certain sections of the event for a certain amount of time. And that could be exciting. I, yeah. I, I mean, they should just add them in. Like, <laughs> they, they, have, they, have, they have missed the bus of making the addition of Hisui and Pokemon to a game being an event or important. We've missed that bus. They just sort of got plopped into Scarlet and Violet. They could just plop them in here. There have like, been events for most of them. You can't say they got plopped in. There have been events for most of them. It's just happened over time. They got plopped in. There's no explanation as to why. They just got plopped in. I, I have been saying this since Legends Arceus has come out. I'll continue saying this. And if somebody else has been saying it, that's cool too. I, I, like, but I haven't heard anyone else say it. I think adding distortions to Pokemon Go would actually be an exciting and cool feature. If I'm sitting at my house before, yeah. and I open my game and I see at the park a distortion is forming in 20 minutes, 
And there's supposed to be whatever Pokemon in there. Even in Legends Arceus, I knew exactly what Pokemon would spawn in the distortion. Like, I knew the the Pokemon pool, right? Like, hopefully I get the mm-hmm. three Porygon, maybe I'll get the Magmar, whatever. I still sat there and waited for every single distortion in that game. Because I was like, I, what, if, what if it's a, the, the Rampart? <laughs> yeah. Like, if, I, if, if Niantic wanted to do something cool, which they don't, they don't want to do anything cool ever. I don't know. <laughs> if they could take parks and their game recognizes what is a park and what is not a park and they could say like oh a distortion would form here and in this distortion like these are the only pokemon and like who cares what they are like put porygons in there or whatever like you can change the distortions every month or however like that's and everyone loves when the map changes if you go in there and the whole map changes and it looks like a different world like it does in legends Oh yeah, people get real excited. Like, I think the thing that makes distortions also, like, appealing is, like, with a raid, you can be like, oh, there's a five-star Regigigas spawning at the park down the street. Should I go? No, because no one's going to show up. Like, I'm not going to go. I can't do it myself. Like, now you can kind of see the the people above your head, but even at that point, like, that's useless to you. You're like, even if you're, like, 10, 15 minutes walking from the park, you're like, I'm never going to make it. Even if I jump in my car, I'm not going to make it in two minutes. Uh, So you're going to miss it out. But a distortion would attract people and Mm -hmm. then like you're because you don't need other people you just go there you're like okay cool cool the porygon spawned in this distortion cool i caught it oh now there's a raid and oh there happen to be three other people here because they also came here because there's a distortion i don't know i think like again if i'm thinking of things that would make a Sinnoh tour event exciting great time to announce distortions in your game i don't know like no shade to mateo but what are you doing what are you bringing me you're gonna bring my mom back to the game i don't think so mateo but you know maybe distortions we'd be like hey this is a really cool feature totally free there's a park down your street i don't know i i just i i i just want the sito tour to go well and what they've announced so far seems very reserved (laughs) yes yep yeah, no, I'm I'm still maintaining that the most exciting in-game part so far seems to be the Spiritomb, since Spiritomb can be shiny, and everyone's been pretty annoyed at each Halloween when you can only get one, yep. since that one big Halloween one you could get many. The Spinda stuff at Vegas was cool. Like, legitimately very cool. Like, there was, I think, seven Spinda stops, and... It was it was it was like a cool social thing to see because, you know, we've been to like these Pokemon events and everyone's like looking down on their phone and like no one wants to like <laughs> like I missed that whole party play event last week uh, because I went to do community day. I, I did community day solo at the mall and I was like, I'm going to ask somebody to join their party because then I'm going to like I'm going to make friends then I'm going to be able to, like, finish this. I didn't ask anyone. I was too scared. Uh, <laughs> the last but, time I asked people, they were not actually playing Pokemon Go. But <laughs> but in Vegas, people were like, oh, I'm missing, like, Spinda 6. And, like, people would, like, look up from their phone and they'd be like, ah, oh, Spinda 6 is, like, over by the, the north side of the lake. Like, people were actually talking and interacting with each other. And, like, finding Spinda was, like, legitimately cool. Like Niantic, you did the thing you envisioned. You you made three people talk to each other. Like <laughs> you did it. <laughs> the only time I saw that happen in New York was when there was a hundo. That's when all the all the chatter breaks out and everybody is yelling, "There's a hundo here!" and trying to get everybody to catch it. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
Tickets are $25. If you want to add on everything, I already did the math. It's like 115 bucks. That's like the shirt. That's the day before. That's the day after. That's the egg scam thing that you can add for 15 That's the raid pass lover, which the, the raid pass lover is, is normally worth it um, for 15 The egg thing might be more worth it here than it was at GoFest because there is a hatch distance having like one half hatch distance. For the whole event here. Yes. I guess if you're very into Chatot, Carvine, and whatever the other one is. Yes. You should. This can be their best way to get those is having the egg whatever. Again, look. I really, really, really like Pokemon Go live events. I went to Korea twice for them. I've been to Japan for one. I've been to Seattle. And I've, I've played Pokemon Go a lot of places. <laughs> uh we're 75 days away from this event it's not looking like their best event that's all i'm saying (laughs) i'm not saying it's going to be bad i'm just saying it's not looking like their best one and there will undoubtedly be a go fest later next year yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there will for sure be like the three, the, the definitely the U.S., the definitely Japan, and where in Europe are they picking? Is is what it comes down to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm sure there'll be more. I'm sure there'll be go fast. So it, like, look, if you're on the fence and you can only go to like maybe you're you only have the budget to travel to one event during the year, skip this. Go wait wait for go fast. Like go fast yeah. is always the better event. If you are close to Los Angeles and this is easy, I think this is a no-brainer to go. If you've been looking for a reason to go to LA, now you have a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. You have a reason to go near LA at least. Yeah. Um, but they're doing a discount till the end of December. So it's $25 instead of the 30 so i I'm, I'm thinking they don't expect to like just completely sell out because why would they discount it why would they early bird it uh, i don't think hoenn tour sold out until the end of january and i think the only day that actually sold out was saturday um i think sunday you could still buy tickets for uh and then if you want a shirt they're doing the you have to i believe it's the same as vegas you have to like add the shirt to your ticket and then you just pick your shirt up there, which I think was also at GoFest. Yep. Where you just pick the shirt up instead of, which is fine. It's like a it good way. It worked really well. Yeah. Super smooth. You just show that. Um, I guess there is like questions of like why it's in a stadium. Uh, everywhere I read online is Rose Bowl actually has like terrible cell phone service. Um, that it's a huge dead spot. Obviously, Niantic sets up their own network. And obviously, they bring out cows. The problem with Vegas, to remind you, was their network was supposed to handle slightly over the amount of people that bought tickets. Yet, twice as many people showed up to then connect to the network to then do raids. Now, I hate this argument because, again, so many people were not there. They just take what they saw on Twitter or whatever, and they're like, yep, it was a complete mess. Those people could not actually play the game. I want to remind yep. you that they came to Vegas with the <laughs> knowing that they couldn't play it. And they're like, well, like they could see the raids, but and like, yes, but like them being able to do the raids wasn't the problem. They connected to the network. <laughs> that is the problem. 
So I do wonder if like part of the stadium was like, we can control who's coming in and out, right? Like in Osaka, you had to show your phone and you had to show that like you had the medal that you purchased like a Saturday or Sunday ticket and then they let you in. So I'm, they I'm did a, nothing like that in New York. Yeah, but that park was completely open. Like the, the, the park in Osaka was a gated park. Um, so because the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl is a building you technically have to enter, I wonder if they're going to be checking to see if you actually bought a ticket to let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that being said, they can control the network that they have set up in the stadium and therefore it shouldn't be a dead spot anymore. <laughs> Keywords shouldn't be. <laughs> Here's hoping. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll find out when that happens. Final bit of go news. I'm sorry. I did say, I did say this was a go heavy thing. Um, there was a leak and we normally don't talk about leaks on the show. Papa Pikachu also doesn't like when we talk about leaks, at least for me. Um, but when Pokemon.com leaks their own event, (laughs) (laughs) when Pokemon.com updates with an article saying, here are the next community days, and then promptly pulls that article, uh, 20 minutes later, I feel like the cat is out of the bag here at this point. Yeah. (laughs) They keep doing this, too. This is not the first time. We're going to be reporting this off Seraphine. (laughs) Um, so January 6th. Uh, which is a really weird date at this point. But, you know, uh, Rowlet, uh, Rowlet Community Day, that makes sense. You know, Rowlet is, uh, you know, it's, uh, Decidueye has its own uh, Sinnoh Pokemon. Makes sense for timeless whatever. Hisui Pokemon. It does have a, a, a Hisuian counterpart. Yes. And then following that, January 20th, Porygon Day Classic, again, does make sense with the Hisuian theme they're going with because Porygon Z is from Sinnoh. For whatever that's worth. <laughs> uh, and and I did see a lot of people be excited for Porygon. Um, it's been a long time since Porygon Community Day. Uh, so having, having that return, it's a good shiny. Um, Porygon does not spawn in the wild <laughs> at all normally, so it, it feels like a, a good classic Community Day to do. And then on February 4th, Chansey, which is the complete opposite of Porygon. People are not excited about this, but probably not for the reasons you think. Chansey is already a nightmare in gyms. Like, when I see, like, a Blissey or a Chansey, and then I see a Slacking, and then I see a Melmetal, I'm like, I'm out. Like, you lost me here. I do not. So giving people... Pretty much unlimited Chansey candy to then power up their Blissies that will eventually be dropped in gyms. <laughs> yeah, but the real trick is to drop a Blissey in gym that has high HP but is nowhere near powered up as much as possible because when they're powered up as much as possible, they lose their HP more even when people aren't battling them. Sorry, minor go mechanic that's been there for a long time, but you don't want to leave the most powered up possible Chansey in a gym. You want to leave the weaker one. <laughs> but but would you want to still leave a your most powered up one in a gym that is so high traffic that it constantly gets like berry yes. support? Yes, because if like, that's the case, yeah. Yeah, because like when I was when I was in Japan and I was at the like official Pokemon Go 
it wasn't really a store. It was like a meetup place next to the Pokemon Center. Like it was literally like max CP chant Blissey, max CP slacking, max CP Melmetal, max CP like whatever the other three good ones are. And they were no one could like I'm sure you could take it out, but it was like a nightmare to get through because other people were there burying them, and it was like I I I I don't have two hours to dedicate to take out this gym. <laughs> I just don't. It's so time consuming. Um, Chancy is weird though. Um. Like, I'm assuming Happini will be in eggs, obviously, Blissey. Uh, Chansey has had events before where it's, like, like for Valentine's Day, it's, like, been, like, slightly boosted or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if the Chansey thing is more so, because Chansey's Japanese name is Lucky. So I wonder if this is going to cors- correspond with, like, a Lucky event in Pokemon Go or... Something related to I don't know I I'd have to look at I don't know if there's like a Chinese holiday or a Japanese holiday or something that's like a lucky week or something because that would only that would make the most sense of why they would pick Chansey at this point in time. Maybe it does also kind of seem like they've just been going through the baby Pokemon. <laughs> yep, we had oh, Togetic yeah, last yeah. year. Throw a dart at <laughs> a dartboard. Always, what are we doing? Yeah. There's not always rhyme or reason. So yeah, those are your next three community days. They were on Pokemon.com for like a solid hour, and then they were <laughs> taken off Pokemon.com. <laughs> but uh, Relit is exciting. I think uh, I think people are always, always excited for a starter Pokemon. I'm excited for Rowlet. I love Rowlet. What they really should do is give people the ability to evolve Rowlet into either of its evolutions final forms, but they're not going to. I am almost positive. Oh, yeah. You, you know, in two years, they'll figure out that mechanic. <laughs> it took them how Hesui long? Hesui Stone, <laughs> incoming. It took, them, it took them how long to figure out uh, Kecleon? All right, this is off Pokemon.com. Not a leak. Pokemon Horizons, the series, will debut on Netflix in February of 2024. This is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Sure is. This is a full year later. And it's been in English in other countries. Yep. Do you guys know that Ash won? (laughs) (laughs) What? Why? Why? <laughs> and it's not even. I mean, it's near the end of February, right? Is it on Pokemon Day or right before? It's like February? no, it's twenty third of February. Right? No, Pokemon yeah, Day is twenty third, twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Day is the twenty seventh. It premieres yep. on the twenty third. Yep. We've already had this running on the BBC in other countries in English. Is this like I, I don't for I don't, a month? I, I I don't think Netflix has this power, but like, why wouldn't Netflix want it as soon as possible? Right? Like, like would Netflix be like, we'll give you more money if you hold out till February because we 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 expect drop off and we want to like, is that a thing? Would they do that? Yes, yes, they would. So what this boils down to, honestly, what I think is Netflix determining the actual popularity of the thing and when they're what they so like because of the holiday season like they probably have it but we're not going to interrupt any of their holiday programming to put this out 
Um, why wouldn't they do it in January? Who knows what their big plans are for at the start of the year? A bunch of stuff come in, a bunch of stuff leave. So this is it makes sense for up for something that they don't they know they have a niche audience for that they're just gonna put it off into when they think it will fit into their schedule. And since they know it's got a niche audience, ultimately to them it doesn't really matter when they release it, because they're going to get the audience they expect watching it whenever they decide to release it, right? Like we would have watched it in December. We would have watched it in November. We will wait and watch it in February. Yeah. We know the people who are going to watch this are in. So they can slide it into their into their off week, their dull month, their whatever, because they don't really care about the property. It's not something that they are going on a bandwagon tour and putting out coming to Netflix trailers about. When is Pokemon Concierge coming out? December. That's probably part of it as well. Yep. Spacing those out. And then also I do think that putting the release date of the new series close to Pokemon Day when there is going to be some amount of Pokemon hype may also be a calculation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... It, But, like, the thing that I can't separate is, like, this anime has been out for a year now. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like... Ah, I, we've ta- I feel like we've talked about this to death, but like when Ash won, it, it didn't feel like this worldwide moment the Pokemon company made it out to feel. It felt like a very Japanese moment, which is like cool, like a Japanese brand, whatever. But like in tw- in almost 2024, we can definitely get everything coming out at the same time. It all like it bringing me back to like the game. It's also this is like a Nintendo thing, but it's like so weird when like it's like worldwide release, except it's not. It's staggered. Like it is weird that like Japan gets it and Australia gets it, and then like six hours later, UK get, and then it's like, why is the eShop like this? Just release it at the same time for everyone. Why are people needing to like switch their their store to Australia to get the game like 12 hours early? Like I get time zones are hard, but just hit the Not button that hard. Just hit the button for everyone. Like uh, PlayStation does this. Like when a new Destiny expansion comes out, it'll be like it's coming out at 11 p.m. PST. But figure out your t- for everyone. Like just, everyone's yeah. getting it at the same time. A lot of places do that. I I don't know why they do this, <laughs> but like because this is e- like this is even and crazier. Hype and- this is like a whole year later. Like it's so frustrating to see. Like, aren't you excited for Liko? Or like, look at what Liko's doing in the anime. It's like, no, I'm not excited because like I have no legal way to watch this. <laughs> like I can't even watch the subtitle one because it doesn't exist anywhere. Like if it was, if I could go on Crunchyroll and give it five dollars a month or like read the subtitles, I would. Oh yeah, but I can't. I I don't. Like it's so hard to for... care about a new anime when it's not actually new. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand their. I don't understand anything around how they handle the anime in America at all. I don't. I don't get. <laughs> like, why is the BBC getting it now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get the deal they made. I don't get why they made the deal they did with Netflix. I don't understand at all. I mean, I understand why they didn't go with Disney, right? No, I understand. Like, I understand it. It's money. I but, get that. 
but but I also don't understand like what terrible contract did you sign with Netflix? Because <laughs> it's bad. You did a bad contract. That's why I said this is a nightmare. I just want to watch Pikachu. That's all I want. Like I think also my biggest fear watching the anime right like it coming out like watching like four episodes and like talking like you know the what the old water cooler talk right you like you go into the office you lean against the water cooler you're like hannah did you see when they finally introduced <laughs> quaxley and then this the is my only biggest fear water cooler we have is this show <laughs> And, the, and then, like, somebody else at the water cooler being like, oh, you know that Quaxley gets seriously injured. And, like, they didn't show that. It's like, well, I, you know, I've been watching the well, anime I saw, for, yeah. for, for, for I, I watched the Japanese. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this, it seems like they may be trying to go with a more actual storyline, slightly less episodic uh, version of the anime here. I don't know because I haven't watched any of it. But from the trailers, that's what it seemed like. And that doesn't work well when everybody knows a year further of the story when you're just starting out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like when it's I was so in Japan, even when I was in Korea, in both both countries, it's just on the Japanese. It's just the uh, the, the yep, that's a sprigatito on the TV right now. <laughs> Be nice. If I could under like it was like oh, I want to watch it because it's cool, but then it's like I don't I don't know I don't speak the language. Number one, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> number two, even if I did speak it, I don't know where in the story we are. Yeah, I I have no clue what. It just like it's just so weird that you think of like okay, we have the games, we have the TCG, we have the merchandise, we have the anime, but like it feels like the anime is just like. Like, it's off. On a, like, it's a whole other island. <laughs> like, like, it would be very weird if they, like, held out on, like, you're not getting a Claude Sire plush for two years. You can get Claude Sire in Japan, you get it in Korea, you get it in the UK, but not you Americans. No Claude Sire plush for you. They kind of do that, though. I will say, I'm not sure they have a Claude Sire plush in the U.S. at this point. Okay, well, maybe not the best. I'm, the point is, <laughs> you can go to Pokemon Center and you can get Paldean plushes. They got a bunch. Yes. Maybe Claude Sire, not the best example there. but <laughs> There is a lot of Paldean merch you can buy. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> All there right, Greg. Of, yeah. <laughs> your, your segment time. Probably a lot to talk about. All right, well, let me, let me, let me run through it. Uh, this was let's, the let's hold off on the producers thing. Oh, let's okay. set let's set up because that's a lot of that's next year. First thing to talk about is the holiday schedule. One, Miascarina starts on the seventh of December. It is stated that if you do the pedal challenge, you'll be able to get that license for free. So you can either buy it. Straight away, or go through the login daily. Like I, we don't know the steps yet, but apparently you can go in, do all the various things, go through the puzzle, whatever they set up, and get it for free. Uh, they are bringing back the snowball battle in city, which I said again. The holiday event was going to be the same. It's just the same snowball battle. You get to throw snowballs at everybody. It's fun. Uh, they are bringing back panic parade, which is one of my favorite. Things they've done that comes been on the 20th of December. 
And then one of the hinted at leaked Pokemon is decided to be real. So the 26th of December, Metagross will join the game. So that is the next new uh, Pokemon license added. Uh, the new ranked season starts on the 5th. Oh, so wait, wait, pause real quick. 16th starts. Do we know if Mega yeah. Metagross is coming to go anytime soon? Uh, not that I've heard. Uh, yeah, not not that we know for sure. Did Niantic say, like, there's a secret new Mega coming at the end of December? That was not in any of the leaks, I okay. think. Or it was not in any of the uh, leaked by the official website. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon.com didn't say. <laughs> uh, okay, go back to uh, back to Metagross. I was just like, that's just like something they could have lined up. That's that's why yeah, I think yeah. of it. Like, m- there's they're running out of megas at this point. <laughs> the new battle pass uh, features Dark Lord style Mewtwo, which uh, looks like Mewtwo wearing a Zoroark skin. It's a little dark. So that is everything that we know that's happening in December. Probably the biggest thing is if you want to get Meowskarada, you can get it for free. Apparently. Um, they have also announced that they are going to start doing Pokemon Unite weekends. So the first weekend, the first Saturday and Sunday of every month is now going to be a Pokemon Unite weekend, which they will give you free licenses to try out. They are picking uh, you can earn a special platinum boost emblem and extra AOS coins and stuff. So they have finally come out with Pokemon Unite weekends officially dedicated to that. So, so avoid that playing is the on weekends. That, got it. Yeah. Weekends are terrible to play. So boy, they're doing something. So uh, then we got the big draft letter, the letter from the producers. That is what they are going to bring to the game in 2024. So all the stuff that we're talking about here, do not go into place really soon. Couple things are gonna we're gonna notice the first big change on December fifth. They will be adding what is called EX licenses. Yeah, I have it right uh, here. Yeah, it'll, it'll say EX licenses are a new classification uh, for some existing and upcoming Unite license. This won't change the power level of specific Pokemon. It will enable a special regulation in ranked matches where one or more master ranked players uh, are participating. Beginning on December 5th, uh, we will be adding EX classification to the additional Pokemon. Zacian, Mewtwo X, and Mewtwo Y. And then in rank season 17, starting on January 16th, the US of EX license, including the three the Pokemon uh, uh, listed above in each team, will be prohibited Regulations will change each series and the announcement before the start of the series. You will be able to play as usual in other in battles other than ranked matches. Yeah. So basically, the legendaries are going to be banned starting January 16th. There's a little bit weirdness in the wording in the fact that it allows us to the understanding people sort of have right now because they say special regulations in ranked matches where one or more master ranked players are participating. So it sounds like you will be able to use the EX licenses in matches if there are no master ranked players in that match. But if there are master ranked players, 
these will be banned and unselectable. It's so weird. It is very weird. We're not 100% sure if that's what they meant or if it's just going to be banned for ranked for season for the next, for season 17, starting on the 16th. We'll find out when we get there. I mean, Garbage the King did post this, and Garbage King is on top of it. <laughs> I do want to also, just uh, as a side note, there is a Unite.Pokemon website, right? And they do have a news section. And the last time that news section was updated with a producer level letter was like July. And this yeah, producer le- it, letter is on community.pokemon.com, which is like a forum. Yeah. Like, wh- wh- why was this hard I don't to find? Know why. why did I have to go to Twitter to click a link to get here? Why is this just not on? Yeah, I, I could not tell you. <laughs> Maybe it's they bizarre. had a round of layoffs we didn't hear about. Also, the one, on Japanese, one. <laughs> the one on the Japanese servers graphics beautifully illustrated well done we just get weird text yeah we just get like it makes you feel like, like <laughs> we just get like an <laughs> apple notes text drop yeah it's bizarre i don't understand uh so how exactly these are going to be banned is still up in the air i would expect it i go in understanding starting the 16th you probably won't be able to select them here's here's my question here's my question greg Yes. Why is Mew not an EX license as a mythical legendary? Like, uh, it, maybe there's more legendary Pokemon that I can't think of in Unite. Obviously, Zacian. Hoopa. Hoopa, mm-hmm. yeah. Hoopa is also not in there. Um, neither one of those two are problems. <laughs> they have balanced them into the ground, um, and they're not particularly great right now. Uh, it is very possible that they are going to classify those two as ex license and crank their power back up um right now these two mewtwo and zashian are still huge problems in the game um they're the source that everybody complains about uh so it makes sense that they're starting with them but there are other legend like koopa and Mew exists uh it could be that they are going to just decide to classify those as EX and once again crank them or they back could up do to the GX. power. They like they love those letters too. They do they love all the letters. <laughs> or what about V? Got you love yeah. a good V card. Everybody loves a good V card. Um because they said to some existing and upcoming Pokemon Unite license, so we don't know where they're going with this, but we know the big problems they're taking care of to make people feel like they want to play the game. Also most likely this rank season will prohibit them and then the next one will be free free for all again. Can you, you like correct me if I'm wrong, but could you have Zashian and Mewtwo on the same team? Oh, yes, you can. So like like in my head, the thing would be you could only have one EX on a team. That is possible what they're doing with this, uh, which ties into the next paragraph. Well, uh, here, let's, draft let's, picks let's, are let's coming skip, in ranked message. Let's skip that one right now. Just do the boring one. Uh, yeah. m- moving forward, we're uh, adding and adjusting more items to help balance Pokemon on themselves. On December 5th, two new held items will be in the game shop. The Charging Charm and the Resonant Guard. So what what, yep. what are these two things doing? Don't know. Oh, <laughs> I thought you had the this answers. Is, <laughs> this is literally, for the most of us, the first time we've heard about it. They are not on the test. So server? we don't we don't know people. If it is, they haven't nobody's covered it. 
Um, nobody said, hey, there's two new items coming. For most people, we're like, okay, what is this? We have they have not said what these are oh. yet. I would have um, just assumed that I've like been Metagross able to find been on the test server for a while. Mm-mm. Oh, that's weird. So uh, th- <laughs> isn't that yeah. what the test server is for? <laughs> to uh, test these yeah, items? We, we do- yeah, we don't know what they are. We don't know what they do. And it's coming in hand that they're doing a lot of changes to items. Like forever, Leftovers was terrible. And then Leftovers just got a big boost. It's so like Leftovers is good again. What these are filling in for like item hole wise couldn't tell you what we were meeting it feels like charging charm might be like rapid scarf type where it builds up power and then once you hit it it gives you power for a while resonant guard feels like a shield booster but we just don't have any clue they just put them in here and everybody's like okay thanks Yuki (laughs) we'll find out on the fifth what these are it's soon like they announced this they put this out on the 30th yeah so we'll find out soon and see if they're worthwhile items aren't very exciting in um ranked 18 starting on february 27th which is pokemon day maybe new map new map new map (laughs) we may get a new map with this as well uh draft picks will be introduced draft picks allow will allow both teams to vote on a pokemon to ban after teams select a Pokemon to ban, players will take turns choosing their Pokemon without choosing any Pokemon more than once, regardless of which team has chosen it. So that means somebody on the other team picks Cramorant. I cannot pick Cramorant. These draft picks will be the same that are used in tournaments leading up to the World Championships, but we are considering ways to change the format to suit better for ranked play without necessarily adhering to the same rules, also while targeting master rank players, uh, we are still considering the effect, ranks, and format of this temporary edition. So that in itself, there's a lot to unpack, uh, because not only is ranked different than tournament play, but if you only played one Pokemon... And it's banned. You're kind of screwed. If you only play one Pokemon and the team picks it, you're kind of (laughs) screwed. Yep. So, uh, Greg, good or bad change? Good. Uh, Overall, this is a good change. Um, There's a couple of things. Uh, So, draft pick battles, at this point, again, they are saying that they're targeting master-ranked players. So, it Again, sounds like this won't kick in for you until you hit master rank. And then the draft comes in because you're sort of at that point. It's time for you to like branch out from the thing that got you to masters, which is probably your EX license, right? Like people ride Mewtwo to masters and then start playing all the other things that they really want to play. They're just they just go to masters as fast as they can. Um. As far as game balance is concerned, it is it makes for way more interesting battles to see when people can't double up, when you can't see the the go to's that everybody chooses. Like when you see two Urshifus both on both sides, you know exactly what they're going to do. 
this gets more variety in those oh, yeah, Master Ranks matches. Yeah, Urshifu is also legendary, and it's not an EX. Um, so it's overall, it's a very good thing. It also helps get people to understand their tournaments better. So when you watch a tournament, you're like, well, what does the band mean? And why are they going between the twos? And how is this working? Like people will get to experience that for themselves and understand what that format looks like. I mean, this It'll is not unique to a bunch of... <laughs> a bunch no, this of... <laughs> is not unique to United. A bunch of places do this. Um, it is good to... For master ranked players who already do the thing where they play around with very once you hit master rank, master rank ranches are a free for all, and people rightfully say that up until master ranks, the game feels really competitive and everybody's trying. And when you get to master rank, it's just people messing around and being like, Well, I gotta play a Sableye game because my rank doesn't matter anymore. I can never fall out of master. So this sort of helps with that problem and sort of gives master rank players something more interesting to do than I'm going to deliberately hobble <laughs> my team by playing Sableye and I'm just going to do jungle invade and just I don't care. So this helps with that. I think in the community overall, everybody's very excited for draft pick to come mm-hmm. to ranked matches. Um It'll be curious to see if they drop it down to like ultra rank that starting in ultra rank they do draft like because they are really still very much considering who is going to be included in draft rank massive uh, matches. Uh, probably at first, I would imagine they just keep it at master ranked players to see how popular it is when they get there. But. I think overall, if you watch any Unite content Drafted matches are always more exciting because there's a wide variety of Pokemon on display and you can really see what each one does and how they can be effective in battle. So I think overall, this is a very positive choice. Um, Again, the devil is in how they implement it um, and we'll see what that looks like. But I think... Everybody is very excited for that. I'm very excited to see this. I want to play in that because I don't ever do tournaments um, because tournament play is incredibly difficult. Like you need a dedicated five people and you have to do it on one. It's usually a Saturday morning and then blah, 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 blah. Like there's a lot going into it. So be able to get that feel in master rank, um, particularly with randoms, that will be very interesting to see how that happens because you'll be able to also see if it's like tournament you'll be able to make your choices based off of what the other team also shows so if somebody chooses blissey you'd be like okay well we need we need a better healer we're gonna go comfey on this side to try to to compensate for blissey or we know what pokemon take down blissey so make sure we that's gonna be our attacker this time because we've seen that and so there's a lot of interesting play as far as picking that comes into uh ranked and draft so i think it's a very exciting thing to come we do have to wait until pokemon day next year people are also saying we're getting a new map on that day they have not told us that (laughs) here's the more Um, important question greg who are you banning on the other team 
Who's who's your like number one go to like I, like if if I'm not sure who to ban, this is the Pokemon I'm banning. Uh, so if EX are banned, obviously it's if it's going to be a ban. If EXs are already banned, the one that I will always ban at that point is Comfey. Comfey is my number one ban. Not pick. Gudra. I thought people don't like Gudra. Gudra has not been performing oh. great anymore. <laughs> yeah, you uh, hate to hear it. You hate to hear the underperformance. <laughs> Uh, Gudra, uh, in the face of the change that they made to the starters, so Blastoise, Venusaur, and Charizard now arriving at level 7 have radically altered this game. Uh, And we are all still trying to compensate for what that new power level looks like because it is significant. Um, So Gudra is still good. It's just not as powerful as it once was. And Defender's... You can still target defenders. Confei uh, on anything makes that thing broken immediately. So if Co- I will always ban Confei or Blissey. Those are the two that I will probably well, take Hannah told me before the show that if you play Confei, she'll play Blaziken with you. That's what I was told. Get Get good. <laughs> Blaziken's I, actually really I heard good there's right a now. leather biker skin coming to Blaziken. That I, there is. is. There is. I don't have the money for that. And also, I have not mentioned that I will play Unite at any point in time. Let me be <laughs> That's not what I remember. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You said you'd come back for Blaziken until you learned that it's a high skill level one. Uh, I said I would consider it, and yeah. now they have a... a- costume for it that i like but i don't have the money for it so <laughs> valid so right, well, that's well hannah now streams on twitch uh she's t- she's taking uh, biker gift subs <laughs> heck yeah for plays again. um also just so everybody is aware metagross has been really bad on the test server like universally panned everyone's like it's bad uh are they gonna pull a mammoth so line where like they just know it'll sell regardless <laughs> possibly <laughs> they have a month to fix it um, what's it's uh what's it's like unite move what's it's what's it's thing that it does okay so you know how crustal builds a wall yeah 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 metagross's unite is it builds a crater and anybody who's in that crater is stuck oh that's kind and of stuck cool. with metagross here's the problem with that most people that you want to be stuck with you, I'll use eject button and eject out immediately. And then you as Metagross are stuck in your crater because <laughs> you can't get out. Um, and <laughs> is it supposed to be like Meteor Mash? Is that what it's supposed yeah. to be? Yeah. And the other problem is a lot of the attackers have teleport to get out as well. Like there's a lot of ways for Pokemon to teleport out of the crater so so it would have been good at one point maybe but by yeah now. with the existence of eject button if if that move becomes super powerful then eject button becomes a uh an immediate for everybody because you don't want to be stuck in there and it can't follow you out so it is not a great implementation of its unite move right now we will see if they change it um, but literally I've watched videos on the plus server and like meteor bash goes down, the thing goes up and then you see five Pokemon eject out. And this poor <laughs> thing is like zipping around in the circle. Like, okay, cool. I wasted my meteor unite because all these people popped out 
almost immediately. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's moves are okay. They're not great. It's got magnet rise that lets it fly and that's not been great. And it's like, uh, it's a little underwhelming right now. Mm. We'll see what they do to make it better. Mm-hmm. And then there's still one more secret on the test servers that they haven't announced when we're getting it. That's the one that everybody's waiting for and they knew it. So they announced Metagross first because they know the next one is going to overshadow everything. I mean, Metagross is a very popular Pokemon, so. It is very popular, but not as popular as the other one that's on there. Uh, well, I think I think that's it. It 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 always sucks getting Unite news, not because it's bad, but like because it makes me excited to play the game. And then you're like, ah, but you know, DLC is in like 10 days. I don't want to like yep. get into Unite and then stop because that's fine. Oh, another another quick thing. Janine has been added to the smooching booth and Masters. So Ooh, you can now goodness. date Janine. Uh, and there's a new Nate uh, Neo champion with shiny Haxorus. Uh, yeah, no, I saw Nate with Haxorus and I was like, wow, this is actually like a head turner. Like, this is mm-hmm. a cool skin, cool Pokemon. Uh, it's a good pair, too. Yeah, it's I a super good pair. Pulled, I haven't been able to pull it yet, so. Uh, okay, well, that's that's today's show. Uh, a, li- a, little, a little longer than the last recent shows, but uh, I, the, the holiday weekend is over, so here's all the news. <laughs> Everybody in L.A., it's... Uh, Twitch stream to complain. So go find PKM on, on Twitch uh, and just give your litany of complaints there. That that is the place to direct your ire. Oh my my LA complaints. Yep. Sure. Yeah, you can or you can go to Hannah's <laughs> Twitch stream and complain to her too. Or you can go to Hannah's go well, make, complain to if Hannah's you're gonna complain, stream. at least at least buy her the biker skin on uh yeah, get on, the biker get skin. Get the biker skin. There you go. Uh, okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, I believe next week's episode will be the last week before the DLC. Um, I'm hmm. expecting that there'll be at least one more trailer, whether that trailer will have new stuff in it. It doesn't matter, but I'm expecting there'll be one more trailer for the Indigo disc because why would they they should probably advertise their upcoming DLC maybe a little bit. I don't know. They should probably remind people that it's it's coming out relatively soon. The only thing I could expect that they would show in a trailer would be some way to get like legendary pokemon. Um cuz we do expect legendary pokemon to come back and I do remember for Crown mm-hmm. Tundra they were like here's Dynamax Adventure and like they haven't talked about that at all. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. So, I've had a lot of people ask me like, "So what's the legendary thing for this one?" I'm like, Good question. What is it? Because we don't know. Yeah. No one knows. Maybe maybe they'll save it for the third uh, Kalos DLC. Maybe that's it. You go back to Kalos and all the legendaries are oh, just there. Oh, there you go. They're all just in Lumineo City. You turn down yep. an alley and you expect Lysander's bar, but instead you get Reshiram. Heck yeah. <laughs> just hanging out in that alley. Uh, all right. We'll be back. What's up? <laughs> We'll be back next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are 
Super effective. Super counting down the last 10 days until the Indigo Disc and trying to figure out what in the new season of Pokemon Go is actually fun. Effective. <laughs> actually fun. I like the new haptic feedback. Oh, I'm turning that off right away. <laughs> I love it. It's great. <laughs> Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, Yarny, Tony, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Chris, and Brady. And a huge shout out to our executive producer, Spencer. If you too would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash pkmncast to sign up and support the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next episode.